0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.
0: Here we are. Are we working now? Not on the correct microphone, I see, Uh, but we are
1: uh, live. We are with you guys on this Sunday morning. Bear with me a second. Let me try and sort this microphone issue out because the last thing I want to do is have really, really poor sound quality. Let's see if we can get this going. Um, Should have done my checks before, shouldn't I? Terrible of me. How unprofessional. Hope you're all good anyway. I hope you're all well on this, uh, of course, Sunday morning. Here in the UK, it is cold, it is, uh, it is wet, it is rainy, it is miserable, and the news coming out today is, of course, miserable as well. Uh, bear with me a second, guys. I will fix this, uh, just trying to um, work out what exactly is going on at the moment, because it's not picking up my microphone for some reason. Hold on. Could it be to do with that? Let's see if that makes a difference. One second. No, Nope. still nothing. Terrible terrible of me no I think okay look we're probably just going to have to make do with the sound quality how about that how's that is that better I think that might be better oh what a start to the day just kind of sums up where Arsenal are at at the moment doesn't it it kind of sums up uh what is going on uh with the Gunners at this moment in time obviously look we're really happy with where Arsenal are we're really happy with how the season's gone so far but we always knew didn't we that something like this was just around the corner, like an injury problem like this was just around the corner. And uh, unfortunately, we've had that news over the past couple of days. We heard, first of all, uh, that, of course, uh, Gabby Jesus had picked up some sort of injury. And uh, we heard initially, actually yesterday, that this was something that would probably see him ruled out for about a month. And I sat there and I thought, look, this is not ideal because obviously you say a month in terms of his actual time on the sidelines and time in recovery, but then how long does it take him to get back to peak shape? How long does it take him to get back to peak condition? How long does it take him to get back to the point where he's playing with the get, the game? I beg your pardon with the level of intensity that has seen him be such a success at Arsenal so far. And then you hear the news that actually started doing the rounds last night. Um, and and Picked up a little bit more traction this morning i've got to admit last night late last night after i finished watching the argentina australia game i decided to just put the phone to one side ignore twitter ignore all of that stuff uh, put work to one side and, and just kind of chill out uh, watch the film with the missus whatever and completely ignored the world of football went straight to bed um you know obviously concerned by the jesus news but not feeling as though it was the end of the world, only to wake up this morning and see all of the reports and all of the news doing the rounds with regards to the severity of Gabriel Jesus' injury. So, let's bring you up to speed with exactly what is being said and exactly what we know to be the case at present. So, um, let's uh, let's go over to where this news broke from, uh, and the news was originally put across by a reporter over at uh, Sport. Uh, TV, uh, a Brazilian uh, outlet who spoke about Gabriel Jesus. They spoke about the fact that, of course, I can't play the video for copyright reasons, uh, but they, of course, uh, confirmed or reported that Gabi Jesus uh, will be returning back to Arsenal, will be uh, joining up with his club uh, once again so that the Arsenal medical staff can assess the severity of this issue so that the Arsenal medical staff can draw their own conclusions around this and that if indeed Gabriel Jesus needs surgery, he could be out. He could be sidelined for three months. Now that is significant. When you look at the games that Arsenal have coming up in the next three months, that is very, very significant. We'll do that right now. If we go over to the Arsenal website and we look at the matches, uh, here we go put those friendlies aside. Obviously, you've got West Ham United, Brighton, but you play Newcastle, you play Spurs, Man United. We take on Manchester City in that period of time as well. There's some tricky away trips to Leicester and Villa. So there's so many games coming up, big games coming up, that this could potentially be a real, real big problem. And I can understand why Arsenal fans are feeling, you know, really concerned by this and really worried by this and and why many Feel that, as though this could be what makes the difference, essentially, between us sustaining the title challenge that we've mounted thus far in the early weeks of the season, and and not doing that, and and potentially falling away. I've seen some people jumping to conclusions online, suggesting things like, "Well, that's our top four hopes over as well," and that is just ridiculous at this stage. You know, that is the doom and gloom merchants that have been hiding under a rock for four or five months have finally decided to resurface. Look, what's the alternative right now for Arsenal Football Club? The alternative at the moment is Eddie Nketiah, whether you like it or not. And I think at the back end of last season, um, you know, Eddie Nketiah was was impressive. I thought he proved a lot of people wrong. And I think what you've got to do is remember that at the times we've seen Eddie Nketiah starting as a centre forward this season, it's always been with the second string in a Europa League game, in a Carabao Cup game, where there's been wholesale changes around the rest of the lineup. And what that's done is that has, I think, given us a false reflection, I guess, of of what Eddie Nketiah actually is. Because if you think back to the end of last season, as I say, when he played in the first team, he was much more effective. He was, you know, somebody that a lot of us looked at and thought, oh, you know what, actually, this guy's a decent player. Um, You know, actually, this guy does have something to offer. And I think that played a massive part in Arsenal, taking the decision to offer him the contract extension that they did to, you can only assume promising behind the scenes that he'd be playing a lot more football. And, you know, here we are now having to probably turn to Eddie Nketiah and having to rely on What we'd seen in the past, what gave us the faith in him in the first place as a football club to offer him that contract and hope that he can step up and hope that he can make an impact. Now, when it comes to goals, Gabriel Jesus has struggled of late, okay? I'm not trying to downplay his part in the team. I'm not trying to downplay his importance or significance. I've said it throughout the duration of the season so far. He has been a transformative player for Mikel Arteta's side. He has added a dynamic to the attack that just wasn't there. He's helped us with the press. He's helped us with winning the ball high up the pitch. He's helped us with his experience as a born winner. You know, this is someone who has been there, done it, has played at the very, very highest level. And we've now got him in our team, helping the youngsters, helping the likes of Martinelli, helping the likes of Bakayo Saka to deliver on a consistent basis. And so his significance and importance cannot be downplayed. You know, and and it shouldn't be. But it doesn't mean that Arsenal are going to completely derail now. You know, can Eddie Nketiah deliver some goals? When you think about the fact that Gabriel Jesus hasn't scored for months, there's no reason why Eddie Nketiah can't better his goal tally, at least, in in recent times. There's no reason why Eddie Nketiah can't put a shift in and work hard. Okay, he hasn't got, in my opinion, the, the football intelligence that Gabi Jesus has. He doesn't have the fear factor in terms of striking fear into the defenders that are having to deal with him. So yeah, I understand that this is not ideal. But for those saying that this is Arsenal season over and that Arsenal are going to, you know, crash out of the top 4 now, that that's that's really really far-fetched in my opinion, you know, we haven't seen anything uh to suggest that this is that bad, that dramatic, you know, it has the potential to be a problem, of course. And, and Arsenal have to find the best way to deal with this. It's part of management. It's part of football. You know, you can talk about the fact that Arsenal knew this was going to happen. Or, no, you don't know that this is going to happen, but knew that they were leaving themselves maybe a little bit short in that striking position. Actually, you know, you can't have everything. You can't have two world-class players in every single position. There's only a handful of clubs that can manage that we're not one of them and in doing that you know you you could have gone out in the summer for example and spent 40 50 million pounds on another striker who most of the time wasn't going to play and then sacrificed actually strengthening in another position that maybe was seen as a bigger priority I don't know What does this mean for Arsenal in terms of the January transfer window, which is, of course, less than a month away now? Does this mean that Arsenal go out and bring in another striker? Does this mean that Mikel Arteta adds a centre-forward to the top of his shopping list? I've got to be honest, I don't think it does. I don't think that this changes Arsenal's plans too much. I think Arsenal will be keen uh, to get Jesus back, which obviously they're doing. They're they're making that happen. He's flying back, uh, by all accounts, today. Uh, this afternoon uh, to join up with the Arsenal side and and the medical staff, um, alongside Mikel Arteta, will obviously ass, uh, assess where we're at, um, and and any decisions taken will be made, of course, post having done those scans and and having assessed exactly what needs to happen. If he needs, um, if he needs surgery, then obviously that adds to the time that he'll be out. If he doesn't, then there's obviously the risk that this could reoccur and resurface. And so you've got to weigh it up uh, as a medical professional and decide what the best thing to do is. And, you know, you've got to trust in them to make the right decision there. But look, this um, this is upsetting. This is frustrating. This is disappointing. This is a massive, massive hammer blow. And I'm not sitting here trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes in suggesting that Eddie Nketiah is the player that Gabriel Jesus is and that he can come in, play every single minute of every single game and have a similar impact. You know, people aren't stupid. I'm not stupid. I've seen enough of Eddie Nketiah to know that he is not um, at that level. But the goals have been coming from elsewhere. And what we need from Eddie Nketiah is for him to do all the other things that Gabriel Jesus is doing more than anything else we need him to press we need him to be aggressive we need him to be energetic we need him to lead the Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year producing a balanced budget not just for football and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. ...line um, with the kind of heart-on-your-sleeve sort of style that, that Gabriel Jesus does. And and I'm sure, I'm actually sure that Eddie and Ketia can, can match... Um, you know, uh well, that's just feels like an obvious thing to say, but I'm I'm sure that Eddie Nketiah can actually score more than Gabriel Jesus has scored over the last few months. That's not because he's not a that's not because he's a better player, it's because Jesus has gone through a little bit of a difficult time in that sense. But, you know, let's let's see what happens. As I say, it's not been confirmed that Gabriel Jesus needs surgery just yet. So those reports that are doing the round, those um stories that are being uh, posted all over Twitter. They're a little bit premature at this stage, as as I understand it. He returns uh, to Arsenal today. The medical staff will assess where he's at. The scans will take place, and there will be a decision made on where whether or not I beg your pardon, Gabriel Jesus needs that surgery. If he does, he could be ruled up for ruled out for up to three months. If he doesn't then we could be looking at a month to two months, which is a little bit more like what we thought the case was going to be when we initially heard this news yesterday. So obviously concerning news uh, to come out overnight, concerning news to wake up to, depending on where you are in the world. But it's not all doom and gloom yet. Let's hold fire. Let's see what this means. Let's see where we're at and we'll take it from there. Um, You know, there's no point in sitting here and and speculating too much. There's no point in driving yourself mad about the games that Gabby Jesus could miss in the event that he does require surgery when we don't even know if he needs that surgery just yet. But it is a worry. It is a concern. It is something that just takes the shine off at what's been a really positive start to the season for the Gunners, of course. But it is what it is. It's part of football. Here we are and we've got to deal with it. And um, And, you know, we've got a squad now that contributes more goals, generally speaking. You know, you've seen Odegaard and Xhaka chip in this season. You've seen Saka, Martinelli contribute as well. Um, And, you know, what that means is that the reliance upon the centre-forward to score all of the goals, the way it was during the Aubameyang days, for example, is no longer there. So that should, in theory, make it easier to live with this easier to cope with this problem uh, that we currently have uh, regarding Gabriel Jesus, but obviously it weakens us as a team and and there's no getting away from that. We will talk about this over the course of the week a little bit more and in a little bit more detail when we understand the true extent of this injury, but what I will say, and this is just my opinion, this is not anything uh, that I know for a fact, but my opinion is that this doesn't dramatically change the plans going into January. I think that Arsenal um, have been looking at a winger, a winger who can contribute goals, someone with the profile ideally who can tuck in at centre forward too. I think Gabriel Martinelli's versatility could be uh, something that we pull on as well in order to try and help us through this period with Emile Smith-Rowe due to return. Perhaps he can play on the left-hand side and Martinelli can take up that position through the middle, you know, as you know, you're not really thinking, I'm not thinking anyway, that Eddie and Ketty can play every single minute of every single game. So yeah, there's um, there's a lot to think about here. There's a lot to process, but you know, let's, let's try and keep calm. Let's try um, a- a- and remain composed. It is horrible news. It is sad news. It's not news that any of us wanted to hear. And I don't know about you guys, but when we went into um, the World Cup, my the two players that I was most concerned about was Gabriel Jesus and was Thomas Partey. And so to lose one of them uh, at this stage is obviously a a kick in the balls. And it's something that we're just going to have to live with. But look, people are upset. People are are frustrated. And I know that people react kind of knee-jerk, don't they, in situations like this? You know, people saying, oh, well, we're not going to finish in the top four now. I mean, come on, that's a bit dramatic at this stage. Can we challenge for the Premier League title? Can we sustain that level of consistency that we've shown thus far for the remainder of the season without Gabriel Jesus for a period of time? I don't think we can, but that is why I've been very reluctant on every show I've been on, on every piece of work that I've done to commit to Arsenal being serious title challengers because we all knew that we were one or two injuries away. But you've got to remember at the start of the season when Arsenal were assembling this squad, when Arsenal were building this group, when Mikel Arteta was setting out the blueprint for the season, that wasn't the aim. That wasn't the goal. The goal was to get into the Champions League. And it's a bonus that we find ourselves where we are now. We'd all love to build on it. We'd all love to double down on it and consolidate our position and continue pushing in the right direction. But if you search your heart of hearts, I think most of us feel and felt that this was something that was going to happen, if not to Jesus, but to someone else key. And we'd struggle to cope with that. Do we need reinforcements in January? Yeah, we do. Um, But will we now panic? Be jerk can go out and sign a striker for big money. I don't think so. I really, really don't. That's my opinion. Force nine time, uh, Colin says in the chat, will we see a bit of that? I don't know. Um, You could argue at times that I know people don't want to say this, but you could argue that with the positions that Jesus takes up on the left and in a deeper position, then, you know, then maybe he plays a half false nine role or something like that. I don't know, but he doesn't play as your conventional centre forward all of the time when you look at the areas that he takes up. He does clear spaces for, for Saka to come in, for Martinelli to come in. We've seen Odegaard and Shaka getting into more advanced positions as well. Look, my first reaction when I read this was, oh my God. And my first reaction yesterday when I heard that there was even a hint um, of, of, of a problem with Jesus and that he could potentially be out for any period of time was obviously a feeling of deflation. And I still feel like that now. But what I'm trying to say is we've done so well this season so far. We need to stay behind our team. One of the key reasons behind our success has been for me that everybody's been singing from the same hymn sheet, that that unity that we've been missing for such a long time Um, is there. And I don't want something like this to be a catalyst for that all falling apart and breaking down. Now, obviously, if we go out there and get results, then this becomes less of an issue. Um, And people won't bang on about it anywhere near as much. But this is going to have some impact. I think we've got to get behind the team. We've got to support the team. We've got to support whoever it is that's tasked with filling those boots. Whatever your thoughts on Eddie Nketiah, I don't think he's the best striker in the world. I never have. But you know, we got to back him, we got to support him because if he feels loved and wanted and confident, then he's going to do a much better job than if he turns up every week feeling under immense pressure to deliver because half of the fan base is, is gunning for him as a result of him just not being at the level of Gabriel Jesus, which is obviously not his fault. Um, so yeah, let's, let's see where we end up. Let's see how we go. Um, Let's see where we move from there. But just to reiterate, because uh, this is just a short show today, I just wanted to bring you guys the breaking news and my understanding of the situation. Just to reiterate quickly, this is how the land lays at the moment. Gabriel Jesus suffered a knee injury whilst on international duty with Brazil against Cameroon at the World Cup Finals. Uh, it was announced yesterday that Gabriel Jesus had uh, complained of a pain In his right knee and that he was going to be assessed by the Brazilian uh, national team's medical staff. It's since come to light that they've looked at it. They are, are adamant and certain that he can't play any further part in this World Cup and believe there is a chance that this could be more serious than initially feared. So as a result, it's been agreed between the Brazilian national side and Arsenal Football Club that Gabi Jesus will leave the camp, will join up with Arsenal, will be assessed and seen to by the club's doctors and medical staff who will conduct their own scans and their own investigations into this situation and draw their own conclusion around whether or not Gabi Jesus needs surgery or not. If he needs surgery, he could be sidelined for up to three months. But these timelines... They're not set in stone, okay? We don't know where we are at the moment. Um, You know, we don't know the exact severity of this. And so we've got to keep calm and see uh, what the assessments show us. Um, As Stan says in the chat, Eddie wanted minutes. His wishes now have been answered. He said he was going to get a chance. He is getting given a chance now. You assume he's going to be given a chance. And he's got to take that with both hands. He's got to prove Arsenal right to have uh, given him that 100,000 pounds per week contract that we did and um you know hopefully we can um we can continue in a similar vein of form once the premier league returns without too much disruption and, uh, and we can consolidate at the very least a place in the champions league which would have been the goal at the outset if we can do more i've always said it's a bonus great happy days but let's uh, let's see what happens with this one but yeah horrible news to wake up to On a Sunday morning, I know, and uh, yeah, let's see where we are uh, in a few days time when the picture becomes a little bit clearer. Cloud hanging over us at the moment. Uh, Try to enjoy the World Cup. Try to focus on the football. Try to, um, you know, put this to the back of your mind for now, at least until we know more. And then once we know the full story and the full picture, it's down to Mikel Arteta and his people to work out the best course of action, the best way to plug this hole, the best way to cope. Without a fit and firing, Gabby Jesus. Thank you all so much for tuning in on this Sunday morning stream. Uh, we're going to be back tonight with another stream uh, where we'll be uh, looking back on the England game, discussing the round of sixteen clashes in the World Cup so far. And I promise you, we'll dedicate some time to questions on that one. It is Sunday morning. I'm freezing. I'm tired. I'm cold. I want to go back to bed. If I'm being honest, I want to just put my face flat into the pillow and uh, and uh, and mourn uh, the injury to Gabby Jesus. But, you know, we are where we are. Um, so, yeah, full show coming up later tonight. We'll be looking back on the England game and we'll be discussing your questions. So come and join me for that. It'll be around about 9.30 p.m. Assuming the game doesn't go to extra time. If it does, then we'll go live at its conclusion. But I'll catch you all soon. Until next time, take care, everybody. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.
0: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then...